That's how it starts. The fever, the rage, the feeling of powerlessness that turns good men cruel. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. And I am Stephen Colbert. And this is Batman v Superman by the minute. Hey, you know that Donna Justice movie? We're watching it. 60 seconds at a time. That's a good one. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Just going, I have them written. I'm crossing them I had off. a moment of panic. I was like, oh no, he's going off script. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but I think, I think you pulled it out just fine. Okay, um, great. I decided to change it up a little bit since we are officially shifting into Gotham City. We have gotten the report, screams heard from a vacant building, police are on the scene, if you know what I mean. We are going to find out what has happened in this building. I believe we have seen bats escaping it. Yeah, I think that actually, did that happen at the end of the last minute? Yeah, it's, it's... Unfortunately, plausible, like, you know, normally without Batman necessarily being there, because what with the screaming and such. But now we get to find out what is actually going on as the officers of of Gotham scream up to this building and come in guns drawn into minute 22. You ready to do this? Guns drawn. Let's do it. Okay. Oh, Steven, what is that on the wall? We're going to get you out of here. I love how ominous this whole situation is. And the and the batarang and the sort of the lens flare are a are a phenomenal sort of introduction to Batman is here, but things are creepy AF yeah. for some reason. Also it reminds me of I think it's a very similar situation to his introduction in The Dark Knight Returns, if I'm not mistaken. I feel like this in a lot of ways kind of harkens back to that how they the there's the rookie cop with the the guy who's seen batman before and which is kind of alluded to in the dark knight rises where he shows up with the oh yeah and the guy is like yeah i think the the one cop is like just wait yeah yeah or something like that yeah and the i think also um batman year one police coming into an apartment building looking for batman is always pretty evocative and and snyder doesn't lean away from that at all no not at all well and and there's a really interesting moment here where they're shining their lights around and the battering is on the wall. And I always considered that sort of just more of like a calling card or a flag, mm-hmm. probably for the audience more than anyone else. Sure. Um, that Batman is here just so to kind of so we know what's going on. So it's teased. Yeah. However, I noticed this time they're shining their lights around. And as they pan across it against the wall, bat signal. Yeah. Go across the wall because of the shadow of the battering. And... It struck me interesting because while that's not implausible that the shadow would be cast that way, as a as a kid who grew up a Batman fan, it is hard as hell to cast a clean bat shadow <laughs> on a wall with a flashlight, yeah. which to me says that's that's an, probably an effect that they added, yeah. which means that there's some intentionality mm-hmm. behind it, right? And so I just think it's cool that we're we're being introduced to Batman here, and to me that says there's sort of an inversion going mm-hmm. on from what we know, right? So it's not the 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 bat is is darkened on the wall. It's not it's it's not uh, being lit. So I don't know. Might be looking too much into no, that. Yeah, but that, I thought that was a cool little thing. I haven't noticed that. Before. Totally works. That because it makes it something of like an improvised bat signal that's happening. And mm-hmm. I always read that scene. I think after the second or third time I watched it. 
they enter the house not knowing what they're looking for and they see that and it leads them to where the women are being held. Yeah. It leads them downstairs past the stairs. They eventually have to go up. I was going to say, I think we've, we've, we haven't talked about this theme as much since the first couple of minutes, but now we're talking again about up and down. Yeah. Right. They're in the house and they go down to find the women. What they say first, they say it saved us. Yeah, man, this is, this is, I should just start by saying like, this is my favorite introduction to Batman. <laughs> like in a movie, that is not hard, but yeah, you know, like one of my top five favorite introductions of Batman to a story in any story. Well, because in every story of like the whole reason he's a bat is to strike fear in criminals, right? And that's a thing that he talks about in Batman Begins about how he needs to. It's uh, like the first thing they spell out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and it's so core to the character. And they always you know paint his you know people are afraid of him, the especially low level criminals, yeah. and the cops are a little bit afraid of him too. But he's never really actually scary i shouldn't say that i mean there's there's scary moments like that moment in his introduction when you see him it isn't yeah exactly like in in batman begins when he's on the docks yeah stice stice absolutely his he, i guess the introductions to batman on the docks is a is a thing that yeah. i like to do <laughs> So that was scary, but that was keeping him off screen. This, I think, leans way more into that sort of horror of like, oh, no, this is if this guy really existed and his goal was to kind of strike terror into people, he's doing it. Yeah. Right. Like these women, these women that he say, the first thing they say is it saved us. So it as in like something, a creature, a something. And he's not new. You know, he's been around. They know what he is, but yep. they're, they're going to call him a it. But they're going to recognize that he's on their side. Yeah, that may be my favorite. And I think what I love about it so much is. It saved us a devil. And then even before they say the line, her, uh, the actress, Ani Her, this is a terrific, this is a small part, but she plays it beautifully. The way that she grabs the door and closes it. Yeah. That was just, I remember the first time I watched that. She didn't even need the line after it. Mm -hmm. Man, it could not be, and it's kind of what you said earlier, could not be more evidently not the kind of Batman we're used to seeing. Why wouldn't the average person be terrified of this thing? Yeah. It's just choosing not to hurt you. And Yeah, people always talk about Batman in like live action or they, they'll when they try to mock it, they'll talk about how goofy of a concept it is. Like, mm -hmm. oh, in real life, if Batman was really real and, you know, some dude showed up dressed like that, you know, people would laugh at him or something. You know, that that would be goofy as hell. Yeah. And I think there's there's a fair point to that, unless you go you know you go full Batman like um like Snyder takes Affleck's Batman here, yeah. and it's not just that he's I mean we find out a little bit later in the movie or we're about to find out in a minute here what his um his tactics are, but he he's unflinching and cruel, and they witnessed him do something we don't know yet to the person or persons that had them captive. And it was enough that they are more scared of him. They know they're saved. Yeah. Like, they, they know that he has taken the person holding them, I guess, and they are not coming back. <laughs> but yeah, it does. Well, so you imagine, yeah, he must have just come came in and just absolutely wrecked someone and screamed and whatever. I don't know. Well, then the point that I love here also, um, so they go down. We're talking up and down again. They go down the stairs and they say, it saved us a devil. And then they point up and getting that inversion again and sort of foreshadowing the devils don't come yeah. from uh, from below. They come, they come from, from the sky. Yeah. And so she's saying there's a devil here and it's up. Yeah, and weirdly, when she pointed up, it was like um, that's where Bruce would take him. Like that's, it was just a, the, a different way of introducing the idea of Batman as this kind of figure that is always above. Yeah. So is Superman, but they have completely opposite connotations. Mm-hmm. 
we get a scream perfectly on cue as the hostage girl says that they have something to deal with and only the young officer <laughs> i guess like has the bravery or bad sense to go looking for it. Yes. We'll just say this kind of ties into the next minute, but my last thought on this was this is a really effective introduction to any like horror story. There is a real horror vibe to it, but I'm constantly impressed with how the way, maybe it's just the pacing of the scene, but there's something about this that is introducing to a threat that we have no idea what it is, but I'm always more engaged with it than I often am in this, like the equivalent of this same scene in a more formulaic horror movie. Yeah. Well, and we can talk about, about the why a little bit more in the next minute, but, but one thing that, that I do notice here is, uh, Junkie XL's sort of droning. We, I think we compared it a little bit to Zimmer's Joker score from, from the Dark Knight, but there's, you almost don't even notice it. It's so, it's so subtle because it's not really music. It's very atmospheric and it's just this slowly screeching, droning wine noise. Sets a mood. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. I think one of the first, very first episodes, I remember talking about how leading up to the movie, all the interviews, they talked about, this is a different Batman. Mm-hmm. He's more violent and he's lost his way. And, and obviously, you know, the, they, they could have said it a million more times. And you look at the response to the movie and especially to Batman. And still, you know, just a, a couple of weeks ago or a few, a month or two ago, it was dominating headlines again about how Zack Snyder made a, this violent Batman. But yeah, so you're talking about perfect introductions. I think, um, I, I agree completely. This, this whole, this whole moment after we we saw kind of what happened, Batman's origins and what happened with Superman. They gave a name to his pain, yeah. <laughs> as you said. And now there's, they're really taking their time here, making us wonder what the hell is going on with Batman. Yeah. Speaking of taking their time, <laughs> anybody who has seen this movie recently or, or can kind of picture it in your mind may predict that next episode will be, well, it will, it will be a challenge. Let's put it that way. We have been suggested a devil in Gotham City. Will we meet it? <laughs> I guess is the best suspense I can leave with. <laughs> well, I guess that's one of my favorite parts about going through this minute by minute is, yeah, just how many minutes are actually between now and that thing that you think is two seconds from now. <laughs> yeah. How long a minute can feel. Yeah. Or short. So Yeah. So without watching the movie, do you think we will actually get all the way to Batman in the next minute? Or do you think they can find a way to fill that with not Batman still? Uh, we will find out. You know what? Take it away, Officer Rucka, is what I'm going to say for the next minute. But that's <laughs> the movie is in his hands, so treat us well. The red capes are coming. The red capes are coming. Hmm. Land. Mm. Two with air. Mm. Okay. Welcome. I'm Andrew Dice. Oh. Sorry, I was waiting for that. Um, there was a there was a pipe near me with water oh, running okay. through it. So I was like, <clears throat> and I am Stephen Colbert.